Okay, you're back. I'm back. We're here together. Hey, best friend. As you can see, I added some music. Yeah, I'm getting a little fancy. I added some music to this because this is like my first story story that I want to tell. And I just wanted to, you know, you hear it. Hey, if you ever sat in my chair, you know I love music and I love to set a mood. So I just felt like this official first episode story um, needed some music. So I hope you like it. Plus, I heard I have a really good uh, talking voice. (laughs) So I wanted to set the mood a little bit. But anyway, let's go back. Right. I told you I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my life before coming into the beauty industry so let's take a step back the year was 2002 y'all 2002 bc now bc in the real world stands for before christ (laughs) and although i could look at it that way bc for this story means before cosmetology so just remember you heard it here first the year was 2002 bc now i don't know if you know me in real life or you know me from Instagram, but I want to start off by saying I am a first generation American born to not one but two Trinidadian parents. And why do I need to say that? Because part of my story is the belief that I was supposed to be a nurse. <laughs> like that's that on that. Um, that's the job you're designed for. That's the job that's your destiny. Whether you want to do it or not, you're you're a nurse. That's it. I went to Clara Barton High School, which is literally a high school for health professions. If you have a certain upbringing, you know Caribbean parents are not trying to hear that you want to do anything outside of the medical field. They they don't care. They'll tell you be whatever you want to be and be the best at it. But then for the rest of your life, they tell you that you'll be a great nurse. Like anything you do would be a C, you could be a nurse. If you give an old lady a seat on the bus, look at you. You should be a nurse. Like if I go to Rite Aid to buy Band-Aids, you see what I tell you? You could be a nurse. Like my mom legit still tells me stuff like that. No, no, no cap. No lie. No joke. She is easily triggered to say things like that. It's it's quite hilarious. But I, I honestly feel like she told me something like that a month ago. As if nursing is something I could pick up like piano lessons. She is wild but anyhow I say that to say although I love my family and my people meaning Caribbean people in general I just want to hit you with the fact that I understand the pressure that many of us feel to live up to their expectations and I know it also because anytime I share my story with someone they look at me and they like stare and blink twice like help (laughs) like I understand all too well Um, It's like the movie Get Out. So this is your reminder to touch base with anybody that you know that has a Caribbean parent because they're probably somewhere unhappy pursuing somebody else's dream. I said it. I said it. But we're going to move on. We'll talk about that another day. So anyway, I graduated my health professions high school in a business program, though, because in my senior year, I discovered what was called a co-op. And one week I went to school and the other week I got real world work experience with this law firm. Um, It's close to the water. It was like Freed, Frank, Harris, Shriver and Jacobson. I could never forget that name. So I was able to build a resume in high school. 
After that, I went to Drexel University in Philly because I wanted to go away but not be too far. And like Drexel threw me a couple of bucks. So I saw the campus, which by the way, is updated. I went there recently just to look and I felt so nostalgic like listen it was not a different world I was obsessed with a different world and that's what made me want to go to college but I I I didn't do enough I didn't do my due diligence put it like that um and so quickly it it wasn't long before paying $30,000 a year just did not make sense especially for somebody who didn't know what they wanted to be when they grew up so in year three, I asked my then boyfriend, what should I do? Like, I'm not happy. And he was easily like, come home. Like, done talk. Why are we even, what's happening? <laughs> and so before I knew it, him and my dad had a U-Haul truck. And they came and picked me up. And I finished my degree at Baruch College and I got a BBA in marketing. So, sidebar. Just before I move on, like, I don't know about you, but... Do you have a point in your life that if you could do it over, you would do it over? Like a turning point. If I had a magic wand and said, if you could make one different decision at any point in your life, where would it be? For me, it's that point. Like that time frame, if I could go back, I would do things differently. To start, I would have just taken my high school year a little more serious and just do more research on actually what school I wanted to go to instead of just choosing the school that threw me some money and furthermore I wouldn't have left Philly I wouldn't have left Drexel I just I don't know I feel like that was a turning point in my life if I could have done my 20s differently at any point it would have been then um so anyway back to the story so boom there I am with my high school experience in the real world that didn't mean much but I did have a resume which was you know cute I also had a college degree and I had a little more job experience because I also worked for a jewelry company while I was in Philly, but I still didn't have a job in marketing. So I don't need to tell you how that goes. You have a degree, you have no experience and you have no experience because you can't find a job and you can't find a job because, you know, round and round and round. So my first job out of college was actually with Merrill Lynch. Can you imagine? I worked at the World Trade Center. Like, what am I doing in Maryland? I don't know. <laughs> so, but, but here I am thinking, okay, I got a job. I know, I'm an adult. I'm an adult. But it was actually a temp position. So I was still spending time looking for a real job. One day I went to, you know, those big, if you're in New York City, you know what I'm talking about. Jacob Javits used to have huge job fairs. So I slicked my hair back because that's the other thing you learn as a Caribbean child is a time and a place for everything. So I slicked back my hair and I went to the job fair, put on a suit, probably from Express (laughs) or the Limited, right? Because those were the jams back then. And I'm at this huge event dropping off my resume, which sounds crazy because of how times have changed and how looking for a job has changed. But if you're a certain age, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so my resume was printed out in a big brown envelope. And I'm at this job fair looking for all the big name brand companies because that's the other thing. You got to make sure you work for a company that you can recognize because otherwise your mother gonna think it's a scam like what is this company was that i never had them so i made sure <laughs> that i was going to all the big name brand companies and the big name brand companies was not trying to hire 
an inexperienced college student, like, you know, person out of college. But anyway, that's besides the point. So I'm walking around and time is passing and I'm just like, this sucks. I feel so defeated. I don't want to wear these heels anymore. I'm over it. Nobody wants fresh meat. My Brooklyn nose flare is coming out. My lips are starting to pop, pout. My lip glass is lip glassing all over my face. And I'm just, I'm over it. I'm like, I hate this. I'm thinking to myself, I'm about to go get some pizza and go home. And as I'm headed to the door, this short guy that looked, he literally looked like Mario from Mario Brothers. He calls out to me with his hands cuffed over his mouth. And he's like, come work with diamonds. And I'm like, huh? Like, I, what? And he's like, we'll train you. And so I'm like, dang, do I look that desperate that this guy is like calling me over to hire me and train me? Does it say I need help that bad in my walk? So I walk over (laughs) because I'm curious now and I'm still moping and I introduce myself. And he literally glosses over my resume and says, okay, so you have a degree? Cool. Have you ever heard of us? I said, no. Um, But okay, I'm over here because you said willing to train and that's my problem. And he said, okay, we'll give you a call. And like, that was that. So I'm like, okay, well, at least somebody got my resume. Um, And all I remember is that I saw big posters because you know they have their paraphernalia big posters of diamonds and microscopes and so at minimum it looked interesting I'm not sure why he called me over to him but that moment was the start of my jewelry career because two weeks later I got interviewed and hired and there I was at my first job post-graduation well my second job technically but my first like job job where I got benefits at Gemological Institute of America. Now, if you're married or ever been engaged, you may recognize that name, but they're basically the most respected authority in jewelry. Um, And it's a diamond grading lab. So I was a diamond grader from 2002 to 2005. They train you while you're working in the lab. So it's actually... An amazing first job. Can we talk about that for a minute? Sidebar. So if you're in New York City and you know a young teen or you're a person looking for a new job or a new career or something like that, or specifically I say a younger person because, you know, it's a great job to look into if you don't know what you want to do. And let me tell you something. I don't know about now, but back then I was pretty impressed with the way the company operated, the benefits were good, the days off were good. I'm looking at this job like, where's that job right now? I want that job now. (laughs) Like, I met one of my closest friends there, and I think her daughter works there now. So that's, that's the type of place it is. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's worth looking up. The name again is GIA, Gemological Institute of America. And it wasn't until I got into that field that I knew something like that actually existed. It's like hidden in plain sight because in New York City, we have what's known as the Diamond District in Midtown. And I want to believe that most major cities have something like that. 
But for locals in New York, you walk past that street and you're just thinking there is nothing for me on that block because it's like it's driven. You just see men and busy. The street is always busy and jewelry store after jewelry store after jewelry store. And I had no idea what the diamond district was about. Um, but then one day I got to walk up and down that block to go to work and to go to the train. So it was pretty damn dope to discover something right there in my city. Um, so anyway, while you're working, you, you basically, um, what I want to say, you study for what's called a gemologist diploma. And that's where you learn about every gemstone under the sun every rock every crystal like you have to learn about it and you get tested and it's it's a take-home test so you you're overwhelmed with information even though the work that you're doing at the job is very diamond intensive you have to still learn about all types of rocks or they basically have bases to fire you because they want you to take the job that serious it's part of your review um it's just a great job. Like truly looking back, I'm like, this is great for people who like to work alone, who can focus really well, who pay attention to details and who can work independently. As a diamond grader, you you grade loose diamonds for people who actually make jewelry and you plot the charts for inclusions and cut color clarity and, you know, the four C's, all of that. Um, and it's Again, it's a really good thing to look up because you are learning about this and making money at the same time. And people who are not in this specific job actually pay tuition to learn about this for like, I think, $30,000. So it's crazy. So I'm just saying this is an unpaid promo (laughs) and unpaid unsolicited unsponsored information but I'm just saying it's worth looking up okay so anyway I thought I fit the bill of somebody who did want to work alone in episode one I spoke about being very okay with shutting down and being in my cozy little world but at the time I didn't realize that I was going through just a personal transition right something went off inside of me that I was like wait this this is it this is life I'm an adult like I ride the train I go home and get paid and round and round I go and that's it the lab itself is set to be dark so when I see darkness my brain says sleep a period like it's time to go to bed so I spent a lot of time in the dark you wear earphones you can listen to your own music because you truly work alone with the microscope but I'm like this is it like now I just do this until I die nah 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 nah. <laughs> like nah this can't be it so I had a co-worker who I would talk to I would never forget him um I won't say his name because I actually think he still works with the company but we used to laugh all day you sit in like little groups it's like almost like a factory you sit in little groups and every group has a team leader and again this is what it was back then I don't know about now And so we would just talk back and forth and exchange jokes and things like that to make the day go by, even though we were not allowed to talk. That's another thing. Remember, this job is perfect for somebody who likes to be left alone. You're not supposed to talk because you have to pay attention to the details of the stone. So he tells me one day whispering, hey, hey, there's a there's a job fair happening today. And I'm like, bruh, you're at work. I'm at work. 
why I don't know how this is going to help me. He's like, no, 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 you have to go. And I'm like, how do I have to go? Why don't you go? You're unhappy too. You want to make a change. He's like, no, no, no. This is my life. I am doomed. (laughs) I was like, uh, okay. He's like, but you, you must go. You must get out of here. Save yourself. (laughs) I don't know what accent that is, but he had an accent. So I felt like it was like a war movie where everything is blowing up around us. And he's like, go, go. I'll I'll cover you. Run. (laughs) And everything is blowing up in slow motion. And I'm screaming, no. And so I'm like, is this man trying to save me? And so I realized, you know what? Maybe I should go because he was just looking at me like, Camilla, you have to go. So he tells me the information and I go into straight up actress mode and I walk up to my manager and I'm like oh I don't feel good and oh gee, I just holding my stomach y'all y'all know if you if you a lady you know what you do yeah I, I gotta go I'm just so weak I'm not sure and she you know as a woman she said oh no I get it just go ahead it's okay and that's also what happens when you're a good employee like you don't get questioned as much and because I'm not somebody that calls out or is late all the time no questions asked she was like go ahead just go ahead I said okay and as I'm walking out I look back at my co-worker and I'm just waving like okay bye I'm so weak I'll call you and I'm just like lipping to him I'll call you and I'm playing up for the people who might be watching because they're like, where is she going? Because nobody, it's the type of job, again, that nobody is leaving and there's not a lot of walking around or anything. So me getting up to leave, you just see eyes peeking over microscopes like, what's happening? So as soon as I hit the door and get out into real sunlight, I'm walking upright and I'm speeding to the train station to get to this job fair. And the job fair was specifically for Tiffany and company. Yep, they have their own job fair. I don't know about now, but at the time they had their own job fair. Not like the one I went to before at Jacob Javits where it's various companies trying to hire people. This job is only for positions at Tiffany. And apparently it's something that they did yearly, which is another tip for anybody looking to find employment or help a young person out but it's seasonal. Um, I'm not sure how this works now, but that's how Tiffany hires a lot of their employees. Just had, you know, another insider tip. Um, It's how they build their staff. Most of the people that you talk to there or that work there started as a seasonal employee. And if you're lucky, that part-time job for the holidays will turn into something full-time. And it was a gamble that I was willing to take. So, yep. Your best friend, your girl, sure did quit her full-time job with benefits after several years for a part-time seasonal job with Tiffany and Company. I know, I know, I know. It's kind of wild and it's kind of a gamble, but I told you, I take risks. I, I was nervous, but I said, no, this is the direction I want my career, my resume to go. You, you definitely don't want me to be your spades partner because you'll always be nervous. I... I take, I gamble. I I just gamble. So luckily enough, I was hired on the spot at the job fair and I was hyped. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm about to work at Tiffany, like the Tiffany and company. And so this is where things were starting to get interesting in my life. Said a lot, 
talked about a lot. Um, and we're going to finish this in another episode because you have to hear how this job was where I met someone named Muhammad, who I referred to as my personal Rafiki from Lion King. You know, the, 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 the old wise, um, was he wasn't a monkey I don't want to say monkey because that you know that just sounds wrong what was Rafiki Rafiki was um um, not a gorilla chimpanzee oh man the old wise character y'all know who I'm talking about I'm not calling Muhammad a monkey I'm just saying he was my old wise guide I'll call him that um, and it wasn't long before I started working there that he told me that I need to get out of that building. It was kind of spooky. But I'll break it all down in the next episode of Life Before Cosmetology. Um, and I don't know if anybody told you or if I said it before to you, but truly, we are one decision away from a different life. You really just have to go for it. Decide, ask, pray and wait okay so come back get more wine love you bye